Hi, this is Michelle with Meshmash. How's everybody doing today? I hope good. I hope wonderful. I hope excellent. I'm doing good. Um, let's get back into the world of autism diagnostics. <laughs> um, so where we left off before, I was going over the um, diagnostic criteria for autism and there's like three criteria that you need to hit or actually is that true sorry I'm rereading this in each three areas yeah so you have to have um, all three of the criteria plus two of four types of restrictive repetitive behaviors which we're going to get into now so severity is based on social communication impairments and restricted restrict restricted repetitive behaviors of patterns of behavior oh my god for either criterion severity is described in three levels level three requires very substantial support level two requires substantial support level one requires support okay (laughs) that's clear as day um okay so restrictive repetitive behaviors fuck restrictive repetitive patterns of behavior, interests, or activities as manifested by at least two of the following currently currently or by history. Examples are illustrative, not exhaustive. So this first one, it says stereotyped or repetitive motor movements, use of objects, or speech. Examples, simple motor stereotypes, lining up toys, or flipping objects, echolalia, Idio, God damn it! Idiosynac- idiosyncratic phrases. This is hard. Um, <laughs> so I'll tell you right off the bat for that. I'd be like, um, no, I don't have that. And I've said this so many times when I'm looking at autism. I'm like, no, I don't have that. I don't. I don't do repetitive things. Whatever you know. And as an example. They're like stimming. And I would be like, what's stimming? And <laughs> they wouldn't really have a good answer for me. But once I learned what stimming is, like anything can be stimming really. And like, yeah, I do it a lot. So it could be tapping your fingers. So me, first of all, I'll tap my fingers on my fingers. I'll tap my fingers on my computer. I'll tap my fingers on the steering wheel on literally everything. I do that all the time. Playing with your hair, which is something I do all the time as well. Actually, another thing um, that is very specific to me, but you might relate as well I got a tongue ring literally just to play with it all the time because I thought I would like that and I did very much I miss it actually because I would just sit there and play with it um in my mouth all the time that stimming playing with a necklace um counting things so I mean for me the counting things like if I'm out I when I was younger anyway I would like count um clouds I don't know what else because I'm not a huge counter but um 
yeah, stimming could be anything. Um, maybe like tapping your foot on the floor all the time or against your shoe. That's what I do. Um, sucking on, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but like sucking on your mouth or sucking on your tongue. That's something I do. Um, rubbing things against you. Like, I don't know, like a lot of things. Basically, if you're trying to like have a certain feeling or movement, that is stimming. Uh, the second one is insistence on sameness and flexible, inflexible adherence to routines or ritualized patterns of verbal or nonverbal behavior. Example, Extreme distress at small changes, difficulties with transitions, rigid thinking patterns, greeting rituals, need to make some root. Need no, sorry, not don't need to make root, but need to take the same root <laughs> or eat same food every day. Again, this is something I'd be like, nah, I don't really do that. Maybe a little bit, but doesn't everybody? And um, that was wrong. <laughs> uh, to flush it out a little bit more it's if you like sameness um and this is just a neurodivergent thing in general i feel i like foods clothes uh dislike of last minute schedule changes is what they're talking about how that shows up in my life is um i i have like a uniform and I never realized it as such, but like, um, like when I was a teen, you would find, uh, flared jeans on me, Converse or Vans. Um, but I'm such a Converse girl. I've been wearing Converse since like I can't remember. Um, and a hoodie. I would literally wear the same Green Day hoodie every single day. Um, now... I wear leggings and Converse or uh, flip-flops <laughs> with a big ass hoodie. And it doesn't have to be a specific hoodie, but of course I have my faves. Um, and I will wear that basic outfit every day, rotation of different hoodies, rotation of different um, leggings, but I will wear the same kinds of clothes because that is just what is comfortable to me. I don't like at this stage in my life, I don't like wearing jeans. I don't like wearing pants. Someone said like hard pants before and I'm like, I don't wear hard pants. No, thank you. Um, I like tight clothing, um, but huge ass hoodies. That is the most comfortable thing for me to wear so that I, I do wear that every single day all the time. <laughs> or if I can be naked, because that is my number one preference, I will be naked. I can't do that in a household full of kids, but pre-kids, I was always naked. Um, foods, I will definitely eat the same food every single day until I'm sick of it. And I see this a lot on TikTok where you will just be enjoying your favorite food in the world and you will eat it nonstop for like months and then one day you just go even you're like enjoying it the first few bites and then you take like that third bite and it's fucking disgusting and you can never eat it again that happens um <laughs> uh i'm trying to think i don't think i'm into any specific food right now if anything i'm like into not eating i'm having a hard time eating um I don't know if that's entirely true i'm just not interested in food um so i could either not eat and then just like 
at the end of the night be like okay let me have something so I'm not starving um or I could just have like protein shakes and be happy because I just don't care um there was a period of time where it was Mexican food and I had to have Mexican food oh oh my god there's this uh Latino cuisine place near me where I was eating that every day for about a week and that wasn't good I gained a lot of weight but it was fucking delicious so I'm not that mad at it uh yeah if (laughs) if there's like a favorite food you have that you eat all the time and that's fine for you it doesn't matter if you get tired of it later whatever but it's just having the same food all the time yeah got sameness thing here um I dislike for last minute schedule changes so I never realized how bad I am with this because I am very go with the flow but what actually happens within my body is a complete fucking meltdown um, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't realize that because again I'm very go with the flow and I will present that like okay whatever but like I would internally I'd be freaking the fuck out and it's because okay so here's the thing I don't like they're not I don't like not knowing everything okay so when I'm going somewhere I need to know how do you get in where do I go what should I expect how should I expect to act um I need to know how to present as normal okay so I need to know everything about the scene and everything if things change last minute then I don't know those things and I will be very fucking awkward and very uncomfortable um so I don't like that and I will get easily confused especially because it's really hard for me to find places so like when people are like yeah last minute let's go this place instead I get embarrassingly confused about how to get to places beforehand and it's better now that we have like gps on the phone but still beforehand i will have looked at the gps and looked at the directions and have a general idea of how to get there and what i should be looking for so if it's a whole new thing that i haven't looked at yet i really don't what the fuck just fell on me i just have like shit raining on me from nowhere um but yeah, like I I don't I don't like last minute changes. That's what I really started to understand. Um when people just show up randomly, that pisses me off. Like I will rage. Um and it's not like I'm beating someone up by any means or anything like that, but I will feel very rageful and very angry, very fucking hot. Um and it makes me angry. <laughs> it makes me very mad. If people cancel last minute, I hate that. Like, I yeah, I don't like changes. I really don't. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, other shit. <sighs> How it manifests in my life. I don't, I can't think of anything. But, like, yeah, if you find that when there's a change in schedule or in routine... I mean, like, I don't even like detours. That freaks me the fuck out. Like, I won't, I'll get lost. Like, I feel like I am don't know where I'm going to go. Any change like that, which people consider a little change, but I'm, like, I will absolutely act like it's the end of the world because for me, that's it. <laughs> Not that it is, but, like, that's 100% how my body reacts to it. Like, 
you you tick this one off. Um, you have that one. The third one is highly restricted, fixated interests that are abnormal in intensity or focus. Example, strong attachment to or preoccupation with unusual objects, excessively circum circumscribed or what preservative interests and what this means is special interests um it says we often become autodidacts self-taught that's what that word means um or gifted artists in our chosen passion and so I never felt like I had a special interest like how you see it presented on TV is like, oh yeah, Billy really loves blocks and he sits there and plays with the blocks and Legos all day and he can make fucking masterpieces or like Johnny knows every single dinosaur that's ever been right off the top of his head. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't know anything like that. Like I'm not... I can't recite anything off the top of my head. I would say, if anything, maybe with like movies and pop culture, but I wouldn't say that's a special interest. However, I would absolutely now say that's a special interest. Pop culture and learning um, specifically about people. I feel like that is actually my special interest is learning about learning about humanity (laughs) learning about humanity and why we do the things we do that's always been the thing that I've been like I just don't understand and I want to understand like it's so fascinating how people are and how we I don't know there's so many things I could get into about why humanity is so interesting um but that's not what this is about but that that 100 is my special interest um so if you if there's anything that you just love learning about and soaking it in and even if like you have adhd so it's not gonna last a long time you're gonna be really really into it for a little bit and then you're gonna discard it and then get it really really into something else that still counts as a special interest um hyper focusing uh for adhd peeps that that can also be depending on what your hypo no it doesn't matter what you're hyper focusing on that's a special interest as well so you can take this one off too um i try to think of like for my family what else could be because that one really definitely tripped me up i would easily be like no i don't have a special interest um my son i would say it's like drawing and games he's a huge game person um I don't know about for my daughter she kind of has the same thing that I have where it's like I for myself I would never be able to pinpoint it because I just like different things and different things at different times and so I would never count it and it was never like it was never something that was that serious for me like that I was really into um I would say movies for myself for a period of time and like I said uh people uh for my husband I think video games would be his is my guess so those are just some examples uh this fourth one is hyper or hypo activity to sense sensory input or unusual interest in sensory aspects of the environment example apparent indifference to pain 
uh, slash temperature, adverse re- response to specific sounds or textures, excessive smelling or touching of objects, visual fascination with lights or movement. <laughs> Wait, but doesn't everybody have that? No? Uh, anyway, this is sensory processing. So maybe you don't like tags in your clothes. I don't. Um, I know they were way worse in the 90s because I fucking hated it. And I would sit there annoyed all day with like tags on my shirt. And some of those shirts still have really shitty tags. But I feel like nowadays we kind of gotten away with done away with that. So it's so much more comfortable. And plus, I only wear tank tops and hoodies, like I said. So I definitely don't have that problem now. But tags, uh, light, a sensitivity to light. Um, if you walk into my place, you're not going to see a lot of lights on. It's going to be kind of dark. Um, we keep it dark. <laughs> we keep it kind of dark. Um, like a mood lighting, I would call it. It's not going to be very bright. That is um, annoying to my eyes temperature I don't like it too hot I don't like it too cold I'll be a lot more meaner when it's too cold than it is too hot um I assume that's that's uh that's the thing but it's saying an indifference or maybe I don't know just a sensitivity that's how I'm understanding it it's just a sensitivity not necessarily a lack of which is how they present that a lot especially with um, temperature and pain like oh you can't feel pain I can I do feel like I have a higher pain tolerance though um, but you can also just be really sensitive to things and it hurts easier than for other people and that would count as well for sensory processing um i think another thing and i don't know if they get into this later but i would think it would fall under this is like what do you call it but i feel like if you like going really really fast or doing like um going up high heights you like that stuff um <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what the word is, but uh, I would say like amusement park stuff. If you like that stuff, that's like a sensory thing. Um, and then the opposite end, if you hate that shit, like I hate, I will not. Like I'm so fucking terrified. Absolutely not. Oh, it's like sensory seeking and like sensory avoidant or something. Uh, so if you connect to that as well, that would fall under sensory processing, I think. Okay, so the next thing um, is severity is based on social communication impairments and restrictive repetitive patterns of behavior for either criterion. Severity is described in three levels. It's the same three levels. Um <clears throat> Symptoms must be present in the early developmental period, but may not become fully manifest until social demands exceed limited capabilities or may be masked by learned strategies in later life. So this is about whether the traits of the other criterions, criterias, criterions, criterias, criteria, <laughs> criteria plural were present since childhood um, autism is a lifelong and present since uh, slash before birth thing um, this also means that if the observed traits were not present at 
as a child something other than autism may account for them. However, and this isn't mentioned here um, in the like simplify the diagnostic thing, but like it's mentioning in the diagnostic criteria that may be masked by learned strategies later in life. So just because like you don't necessarily fall into this as clearly as you might think, um, at least initially think, just kind of think if you have to do any kind of work towards presenting normal. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know a better way to phrase it. But like there's so much work that I would have to do every day to present normally and to be accepted to function and I did not take that as ma- like I'd never even heard of the word masking so how the fuck would I know that that was masking um but that is masking <laughs> if you are like something that a lot of people get stuck on because there's like a question somewhere I forget probably in one of the like autism tests like if you have a problem with socks if you have a problem with socks you might be autistic not that simple but it's like people were like no I just don't wear socks or like I wear certain socks or I move my socks this way and I don't have a problem with it because we think very literally and that's something I would absolutely say for a lot of things is like that's not a problem I figured out a way and the way I handle it is not an issue so what do you mean it's all good in the hood but like if you have to figure out something else or go around it in some kind of way that's masking and masking's fine but it's just realized that you like you're masking <laughs> you know so there might be some kind of issue there um what else yeah basically I think that's just like it has to have been around since you were a kid um I think it's really interesting that they put um it may not fully manifest until social demands exceed limited capabilities um I think that's really important too to understand that that like maybe you're like if life is easy and it's fine and um you don't don't feel like there's an issue until like um there's something that might come up that pushes you a little more makes you a little more uncomfortable maybe you didn't have an issue because you could it could be adapted like an example being like I mean, I guess really the sock thing is a good example, but like, let's say, let's say you didn't know that you didn't like the pressure of shoes on your feet because you were able to run around in flip-flops all the time. So maybe not till later on in life where you had to wear shoes, you're like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Maybe I have like a sensory issue. And, you know, of course, that's a very small example, but like something like that just to like don't discount things that might actually be an issue um because it's just so easy to do uh this next one symptoms cause clinically significant impairment in social occupational or other important areas of current functioning this is about whether your autistic traits affect your daily functioning 
whether everything from criteria A and B causes clinically significant challenges in social, occupational, or other important areas of current functioning. It doesn't affect your life, pretty much. Um, yeah, your social life, your work life, or your daily life in any kind of way does it affect your life, any of these traits. And again, you'd have to think about, do you have to change anything in the way that you're being, doing, acting? Um, what do you call it? Whether it's adapting or... I can't think of the word, but basically, are you changing up things to fit? <laughs> to fit or to fix or whatever, you know, make things easier than, you know, this affects your daily life. Um, this next one. These disturbances are not better explained by intellectual disability. And that could go on, but really that's the whole thing. (laughs) They're not better explained by intellectual disabilities. So basically it's like if you uh, don't have um, an IQ below 70, 75, so you have a IQ above that, then you don't have an intellectual disability and that's not why you're having these issues. And if you meet that criteria, then um, you might. (laughs) not that you might be autistic but you're one step closer yay uh so there is no is there more sorry i'm just reading through my notes okay i think that's just other stuff okay so that is the dsm-5 broken down hopefully simplified hopefully a better understanding of what is being looked at and what you can look at within yourself i'm gonna get there's gonna be another part a third part um where i get into um the disorder in adults and in women and just you know whatever else I might want to talk about when it comes to autism so I hope that was helpful I love you guys thank you for listening I'll catch you guys later bye